I was giving some further reflection to the topic last night and talking about the Noble Eightfold Path and how we might apply it, not just to our own lives, but to our larger context of the world. And I um, was thinking about how, you know, ending the talk last night about talking about how we bring, what we bring to this, we bring love to it. We do this work within the context and the holding of love. And how that love doesn't just come from us, but it comes through us. Yesterday, Mira and I were talking a little bit about Qigong practice, and I was remembering training in medical Qigong, and how if you're working on someone and you're moving energy through them, if it's coming from you, afterwards you're tired. But if you're connected to the earth and the heavens, and you're moving energy through them, the energy comes through you, and when you're finished, you're energized. And this is the way we can think of everything that we do. We don't have to have it come from us and how our small strength, but we can just be that channel for the larger blessing and the, the energy and the love to come through us. I think that was what Alma was talking about when she goes to the rocks. She's connecting with that energy that comes through. We've we've got this beautiful fireplace and we've tried to light a fire twice. <laughs> the smoke, no matter how hard we try to engineer the damper, <laughs> there's something something um blocking the the chimney. And Working with the Noble Eightfold Path is a little like clearing us as a channel, the way the chimney sweep will clean the chimney, knocking away the bits that occlude, that that cut off the flow. Until at some point, there's nothing to get caught on anymore. And I think that even though I'm not there yet, and I say yet for all of us, but you know, to be fully enlightened, I think that must mean that the channel is completely clear. There's no more grime on the walls. There's no more um, sediment. There's no more unfinished business. It's just a clear channel for the energy of life, universe, to flow through. I wanted to share two readings out of Active Hope. In thinking about the creatures and the the life on earth and how we all <laughs> have this lovely rock to hold the page open. <laughs> how we all are connected and that life force, that energy, that love that flows through us comes from all of nature. This section is called Draw on the Strengths of Others. One way we empower ourselves is by drawing on the strengths of, of others. And a wonderful example of this can be found in T.H. White's The Sword in the Stone 
when he tells the story of King Arthur as a boy being tutored by Merlin. The wizard Merlin, as Arthur's tutor, schooled the boy in wisdom by turning him into various creatures and had him live for brief periods as a falcon, an ant, a wild goose, a badger, a carp in the palace moat, dot, dot, dot. The time came when the new king of all England was to be chosen. It would be he who could draw the sword from the stone. All the famous knights who came to the great tournament went to the churchyard where the stone mysteriously stood and tried mightily to yank out the sword that was embedded in it. Heaving and sweating, they competed to prove their superior strength. No deal. Tug and curse as they might, the sword did not budge. When the disgruntled knights departed to return to their jousting, Arthur, who was just a teenager then, lingered behind, went up to the stone to try his own luck. Grasping the sword's handle, he pulled with all his strength until he was exhausted and drenched. The sword remained immobile. Glancing around, he saw in the shrubbery surrounding the churchyard the forms of those with whom he had lived and learned. They were there. Badger, falcon, ant, and the others. As he greeted them with his eyes, he opened again to the powers he had known in each of them. The industry, the cunning, the quick boldness, the perseverance, Knowing they were with him, he turned back to the stone and, breathing easy, drew forth from it the sword, as smooth as a knife from butter. I was thinking about how we come to know each other by listening and living with each other and learning about our different views. And, and it's through that that we can really come to that one point of agreement on what must be done. And we have the strength to do it. I think every religious tradition has the ceremony of invocation. Oftentimes that's how you begin. 
The name you give to what you evoke I don't think makes any difference. But that invocation brings a power to us. It's way beyond what we feel as individual selves. Joanna Macy gave an interview, and from it, Tom Atley turned what she said into verse. So this poem is about the grace that comes from belonging to life. When you act on behalf of something greater than yourself, you begin to feel it acting through you with a power that is greater than your own. This is grace. Today, as we take risks for the sake of something greater than our separate individual lives, we are feeling graced by other beings and by earth itself. Those with whom and on whose behalf we act give us strength and eloquence and staying power we didn't know we had. We just need to practice knowing that and remembering that we are sustained by each other in the web of life. Our true power comes as a gift, like grace, because in truth it is sustained by others. If we practice drawing on the wisdom and beauty and strengths of our fellow human beings and our fellow species, we can go into any situation and trust that the courage and intelligence required will be supplied. Could you read the first, the description of grace? When you act on behalf of something greater than yourself, you begin to feel it acting through you with a power that is greater than your own, this is grace. For me, this retreat has been a beautiful expression of that because, as Ama said, we didn't plan this. We just allowed it. And I think when we stand as a, a servant willing to allow whatever is going to come through us, the most amazing things occur. It's really, you know, using the Eightfold Path to know the time and place to cultivate the wholesome and say no to the unwholesome. And as we clear that space within us, then to this work, this service of acting for, for others to say yes, yes. 
And when we say yes, then that power comes through us and strengthens us and carries us. And we get to act as this conduit. One of the things that I really, really um, appreciated the day of the Spirit Rock Earth Day celebration was um, a woman who, she was the first one to speak. And she talked, one of the things she talked about was how, you know how it is when you meditate in a certain place and you feel the energy of that build up. And if you go into a church or a temple or any place that people practice, you feel that. She said that the power that she feels in that, the gathering of human beings together, to really what are we doing but invoking the larger power and letting that flow through us. She said the power of that energy field is greater than anything she's experienced even in the most powerful places in nature. Mm. I never thought of it that way before. That as human beings, we can be a, a focal point that brings that power and establishes it in a way that is special, unique. So we have this beautiful opportunity to do this because we're in a human form. Mm. 